Good morning to you. Good morning. I pray that you guys are all doing well this morning. And um, we are back with another episode of How to Slay in Prayer. Um, I pray that you guys got a good rest uh, last night. And um, I'm going to uh, give a couple minutes here because I'm I'm sitting here. I don't see anyone on the live yet. And um uh, in the podcast, um, looks like I have one person over there. So I'm just kind of waiting a little bit or going, going to, I'm sorry, going to, uh, give this just a moment while I, um, type in the topic of our message today, but how are y'all doing? I pray that you are all truly well. Um, I know, uh, this month has been a bumpy ride, but, uh, all the same, you know, God is uh, getting the glory because he is perfecting that which concerns us. He's perfecting that which concerns us, um, which means he hasn't he has not forsaken us. Right. He has not forsaken his people and he will not do that because he's a he's a he's not a, a good, good father. He's a perfect father. And and fathers don't do that. They don't forsake their children. Right. Um, so yeah, um, but he is perfecting that which concerns us and, um, it is, uh, in order to prepare us, um, for what is ahead, what is ahead of us, because we have to become a people that are uh, strong and very courageous, a people that are strong and courageous, um, not a people who uh, shrink back in fear at the sight of, um, opposition or trouble. Um, so he wants us to be strong. And so today's topic is called fearless. It's called fearless. And I'm getting that on the screen right now. If you can see it, it's there on the ticker fearless. Uh, God is calling for the people who are fearless and, um, um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make sure that uh, my dog is not uh, getting into things. Um, uh, he's calling for the people who are fearless uh, or, or, or actually, you know, making his people 
fearless. He's making us fearless. Um, because at one point we all, you know, uh, walked in fear. No one who has, uh, sin, no one who has ever sinned. You can't say that you've never sinned. And therefore you can't say that you never walked in fear, right? Because sin brings fear. And I'm going to, um, prove that to you today. Um, in this, uh, through the scriptures. And, uh, so yeah, we're going to, I'm going to, Pull those up online here, and uh, we're going to get rolling. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. I have my little, uh, this is, uh, I have this wrapped up because it's super hot. I'm waiting for it to cool down, but this is my lemonade. <laughs> um, it's my lemonade drink. It's, it's, um, it's hot, uh, water with lemon and, um, ginger and it's my detox drink. And today, uh, um, the other day I put cinnamon and cayenne pepper in it. Oh, quite a bit of cayenne pepper <laughs> and my throat was on fire. <laughs> so no cayenne pepper today, no cinnamon. I'm just taking a break from that and I'm just having the, the juice by itself. Um, but yeah, this is the best thing to drink first thing in the morning when you, when you, uh, want to, you know how it goes. <laughs> I'm trying to teach y'all everything, right? You're like, oh, girl, but yeah, <laughs> when you want to, um, you know, start your day with a clean digestive system and everything you want to, you know, you, know, <laughs> you want to start things off right. So, um drinking uh warm warm water uh warm lemon water or something you know with lemon or ginger will definitely kick start your uh digestive health for the day um instead of starting it off with coffee i actually decided not to uh have coffee today so yay me <laughs> yay me <laughs> Uh, doing good, doing good. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, there's one more that I wanted to uh, grab for you guys. This is, um, <laughs> I know I always say this is going to be short, but, you know, I try. I, I did very good the other day. Uh, when was that? The day before yesterday or night before last. Um, I, I, uh, I was only on for like an hour and a half instead of two hours or two and a half hours. So I feel, I feel really good about that. Progress, progress, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, this morning. All righty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I'm just saying, mm -hmm, because I hear the Holy Spirit speaking some things. So, yes. Um, okay. So, God, everything. I, um, and uh, when you come in, you know, just just type a hi, hello, and I will uh, be able to acknowledge you. Um, so, uh, welcome once again, those who are listening by podcast. Welcome to to you guys, and um, whether you hear this now or you catch the replay, I pray that you uh, that you are able to um, hear the voice of the Lord in these messages, to hear the voice of the Lord, and to uh, get something out of this uh, that will carry you, that will help to carry you um, in your journey. Amen. Welcome to those who are watching by way of live stream on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, I'm really trying to just go straight to, to YouTube and leave Facebook. But you guys, like, y'all love Facebook, huh? Y'all love Facebook? Because, <laughs> like, most of y'all be coming from Facebook, um, listening to the uh, the 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 live streams or you know when you catch the the replay or whatever but y'all we gotta do something facebook gotta do better we gotta do better when it comes to, when it comes to facebook we really have to do better when it comes to facebook i am in my get up and go outfit because i have a uh, mechanic who's coming over to look at my car today <sighs> car issues you know that's another thing um, that was uh, happening this week. So uh, we've been, you know, Ubering, <laughs> Ubering this week because, yeah, um, this past week has just really been kind of like a doozy. Um, everything, every day, something else would happen. So, yeah, <laughs> we are. Good morning. Good morning, Mama Lila. She's always the first one to show up. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I pray that you're well today. Everything good? Everything good? <laughs> I was just telling them about um, uh, what my plans, kind of like my little plans for today. Um, I haven't got started yet, so you're right on time. But I um, I have a, a mechanic coming over to look at my car. My car, uh, my car uh, wouldn't start um, last week. That's another thing that, that happened. So um, I was just telling them that, you know... Um, Every day, like, you know, the enemy would try to throw a jab at me or something. And, um, you know, the Lord had to remind me that um, the reason why he keep picking on you is because um, good, good, good. She says she's good. She's she's good. Her family is good. Amen. Amen. I need to uh, I need to call. I need a number so I can call y'all. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, inbox me your number um, so I can call. Um, but yeah, the Lord was reminding me that you know the reason He keeps throwing little jabs at you is because He's He's terrified of you. You're a threat. <laughs> you are a threat to His kingdom, and some of us are a direct threat. And we're very bold about it, and we don't care. <laughs> You know, and we don't and we have no fear, which is what we're talking about today. We have no fear. And so um, uh, if he attacking you, you're doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, doing a little something right. Um, OK, thank you, Mom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't 
I'm not thinking on that track. All I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about is tearing down what God told me to tear down, you know, and saying what God told me to say um, and helping, you know, people. That's all I'm, I'm thinking about. So when things start to, you know, start to happen um, and the little, you know, jabs start coming, you know, he like try to hit me with a left hook, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, you know, um, I forget that, wow, you know, I must, I must be doing something right. Or, you know, yeah, he sees you as a threat. Um, so yeah, I know many of us are, um, are in that, in that position right now. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and get started and, um, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started. Okay. So let's pray. And, um, and go ahead and get rolling here. So, Father, we just uh, we thank you, Lord, that your presence is here because you said wherever two or three are gathered together in your name that you are in the midst. And we thank you, Father, for your presence today. Holy Spirit, we thank you and we welcome you uh, to come in and to teach uh, teach this uh, this lesson today uh, to take over today to uh Release your wisdom to release uh, your knowledge to release your understanding here to release your truth here. My city, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit so strong. I feel Him so strong. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I feel Him so strong. Somebody's gonna get something today. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Uh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, for your understanding, for your knowledge, for your truth. Just take over. Just take over. Have your way. Use my mouth and say what you want to say and do what you want to do in this meeting, Father. We commit it into your hands. No one, no one can withstand you. No one can ever withstand you. No one can ever override you. We thank you. We bless you. Holy Spirit of the living God. Take center stage today. In Jesus name. Amen. That's it. Glory, 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 glory. I feel the weight. I feel the weight of his spirit this morning. Um, I feel the weight of his spirit this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I just need a second. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just worship him in your heart this morning. Just worship him in your house. Just worship him wherever you are. Just lift up your voice and just worship him. Father, we bless your name. We honor you. We exalt you. We extol you. We bless you, Lord Jesus. 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 Thank you so much, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much that you're so mindful of us. Thank you so much. You being here means everything. Your presence means everything. Thank you so much 
for your manifest presence this morning. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. 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 We bless your name. You are altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful. The essence, the epitome of love and beauty and majesty and power. You are everything. You are everything we need. You're everything we need. You're everything we need. You're everything we need. You're all in all. You're everything. Nothing else matters. 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 Bless your name. We welcome you. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hold on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I'm sorry, Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, <laughs> we got the right one with us. We got the right one with us today. Um, <laughs> Lord, you messing up my makeup. <laughs> like, <laughs> hallelujah. No, you can't just be popping up doing stuff like this, Lord. I was trying. I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be cute. I was trying to be cute. Oh God. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Um, glory to God Almighty. Glory to God Almighty. Glory to God Almighty. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. 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 I believe this is a topic that the Lord is really, uh, he's really uh, wants to uh, write and impress in our hearts uh, because we're, we've been dealing with the bride. We've been talking about the bride, the bride of Christ, and, and the Lord is raising up a people in the earth, the body of Christ in the earth. He's raising us up out of the dust. He's raising us up out of the dry places. He's raising us up out of, um, out of, um, you know, the gutters and the gullies of life. He's raising up a people who are fearless. He's raising up a people who are fearless. I'm saying this because, or he's saying this because we have to understand who the bride is. 
who the bride is, who the bride is. You know, they say that a, that a woman um, should always be a, ref, a direct reflection of her husband. Um, when we look at the bride, when we think of the bride of Christ, we have to look at Christ. Christ was fearless. Christ, he had no reason <clears throat> to fear because he was he was sinless. Therefore, <clears throat> he was fearless. Um, he was all, all uh, mighty, all powerful. He was the essence and the epitome of love and wisdom and virtue and knowledge. Um, he was a master teacher. He was a, he's a, a, a rabbi. Uh, they called him rabbi, master teacher, master. Um, and so when you think of a, of a, of a man such as this, He's not, he's not going to marry just anyone. <laughs> you know, some of us, we, we're so, you know, we, we're so um, stuck on ourselves or um, we, we, we think, um, you know, so much of ourselves um, that we think we can pull anybody. You know what I mean? Like we think, you know, we can get anybody. Girl, I can pull him. You know what I mean? But, you know, yeah, you might be able to pull him, but can you keep him? You know, your looks may be able to pull a man, but can you keep a man? You know what I'm saying? Like, can do you have what it takes to keep him? You know, um, can you um, cover him? Uh, when he's, you know, when he's struggling, when he's going through it, you know, or whatever the situation may be, when he has challenges, you know, can you cover him? Can you hold him down? Do you have words that will comfort and encourage his heart and strengthen him again? Um, can you pray for him? Can you labor, you know, for him? Do you have wise counsel in your mouth? You know, uh, things beyond the exterior, these, these, uh, these things are beyond the exterior and 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 many women in the world today we're called uh they're called uh silly women because they think that with the exterior just by their looks and their body their hips and they you know all all of that you know that they can pull whoever they want and that's the end of it well you're a very foolish woman and you're very uh you're being very ignorant um, about your life because yeah, you can pull anybody and that means that you will attract anything and you're a, you will attract, you know, trash, you will attract garbage, you will attract, you know, um, something that you don't want in your life. Um, demons are attracted to beauty. They are attracted to the anointing and they are attracted to beauty. They're attracted to beauty. That's why you see so many beautiful people in Hollywood. You know, they're, 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 they use that, you know, as a, uh, as, a, as a vehicle to get them where they want to go. The Bible talks about Satan, how he was, you know, the most beautiful cherub. He was beautiful. You know, uh, and and he sounded beautiful. You know, his his worship was beautiful. Everything about him was beautiful. <clears throat> and today um, he loves to possess beautiful people, people who are beautiful on the outside. Why? So that they can attract and pull people in to them and uh, and begin to influence them uh, 
in wickedness. Amen. And and people are uh, being bewitched by these spirits because they don't know that they're being pulled into wickedness. They don't know that they're being pulled into evil, uh, into something demonic because it looks beautiful. Again, he transforms himself into an angel of light. Let's think about that. Satan transforms himself, loves to transform himself into an angel of light. So when he's pulling people into, uh, you know, into sin and into wickedness, they think that it's light. They think they're doing the right thing. You see, there's a difference between our mind and what we think is right. And God's word or his will, which is right. He says, as far as the, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts and his ways, ways, excuse me, above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. And then also um, the Bible says that uh, every man's, every man's, uh, every man is right in his own eyes. So we all think that we're right in our own eyes. But there, but the truth is there is only one true. Um, there is only one truth and there is only one right way. There is only one way of righteousness. And that's then that's the way of the living God. Amen. And so um, I said all that to say that. Not just anybody, you, you, you know, we have, you have to do a, a, a bit more. <laughs> you're going to have to, you know, um, you're going to have to change your mindset, your mentality. Now, it, I know it's not by works, lest any man shall boast. You know, it's not about our works. Works does not get us, you know, uh, get us into heaven. But God is trying to develop a kingdom. Mm a kingdom mindset within us because if you marry a king guess what you have become a queen <laughs> and that means that you have a, you now you have a kingdom right and so he's trying to develop a kingdom mindset in his people a kingdom mindset so you know Think about, I was listening because, uh, you know, after I, I, I drop a message, I, I, I try to uh, keep my ear tuned for confirmation. I'm trying to hear, okay, Lord, I know what you just told me to say. Nobody else is saying that right now. I don't hear nobody else saying that. And that's why sometimes I question. I'm like, Lord, is this right? Am I hearing you right? You want me to talk about this? Because um, everybody else is talking about that. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they're not <laughs> thinking about this. So am I on the right track? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. We on the right track, you know? So sure enough, sure enough. He said, I want you to pre, I want you to minister on the bride. I want you to talk about the bride. I want you to pray for the church as the bride. Praying for the church is one thing. Praying for the body of Christ is one thing. But when you pray with, a, you see, when we pray, we have to pray with a certain mentality. Because when you turn your thoughts a certain way, you focus a, a certain way, then your target uh, becomes clearer. It, it, it becomes clearer. But first you have to focus. You won't see it 
until you focus. You can't see the target until you focus. Just looking at it and it's miles away, you can't see it. But you can see it after you focus. Some, some people need binoculars to focus. Some people need some, um, what do they call them glasses? <laughs> That's like high power for people that just really, really can't see bifocals. Some people need bifocals to focus, you know? Um, but you have to, uh, you have, we have to understand that when the spirit of God speaks something and it's, it's standing out, it's something you have not, uh, you know, you haven't really focused on before or something that no one else is really uh, talking about. And you're wondering, why am I hearing that? Why am I hearing that? Over time, you begin, you know, your ear begins begins to be become trained to understand that this is the voice of the Holy Spirit leading you in this direction. Right. But, you know, um, uh, once you, it, it takes you stepping out, you have to step it out, step out into it and follow that voice. And when you follow his voice, the target becomes clearer. It becomes clear. That's when your, your focus becomes clear. We're, and, and this is um, how the eyes is talking about the eyes uh, of our, our spiritual eyes, our spiritual foresight and perception. Um, it has to be keen. We need a very keen spiritual foresight and perception. What is that called? That is called discernment. Discernment. It, your discernment has to be sharpened. It has to be very keen. So this is something that, you know, we uh, we work on by way of practice, by way of practice. Um, each time, you know, he does that uh, each time he shows us something and we step out into that thing. You know, we're using our faith. We're walking by faith. We're stepping out into it. We're grabbing a hold of it. And we begin to to, you know, to pray that thing through and see that thing through and. Um, this is called uh, uh, exercising your senses, exercising your senses, exercising your discernment to be able to discern the difference between good and evil. Uh, I'll show you that scripture here uh, quickly, just a moment. Um, your senses being exercised. I, I talked about this um, several months ago. <coughs> um I'm going to get here uh, to the message, uh, to the meat of this message here in just a moment. Exercise. Mm -hmm. See, this is what, um, uh, mm -hmm, there we go. Hebrews 5 and 14. Hebrews 5, <clears throat> chapter 5. Listen to this. Listen to this. Let's see where God takes us here. Okay. Uh, verse, uh, okay, so here we go. Um, let's look at that verse 11. Mm, let's look at verse 11. It says, of whom 
talking about Christ Jesus, uh, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Talking about Jesus, right? It says, of whom we have many things to say, Apostle Paul says. We have many things to say and hard to be uttered. It's hard to say them because you are dull of hearing. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, when you should be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Now, I want to tell you that a queen, the bride of Christ is not, she, she's mature. A man wants to marry a mature woman, not a babe. There's nothing wrong with being a babe. You know, but you, you're the purpose of being a babe is is to grow, to grow, right? To mature and to grow, and so even babies, um, when they are growing up, especially when they see, you know, they when they begin to see and focus, their eyes can focus on things. They don't want to. They don't want to. Um, you know, they don't want, they, they don't want, they're not just satisfied with milk anymore. You know, I, I, I hate to go here, but I'm going here. The, the Holy Spirit is leading me here. They're not satisfied with milk anymore because they're trying, their body is, is growing, right? And uh, they, and they grow at a very rapid pace, mind you, very rapid. If you blink your eye, they'll be 12 years old sitting up there looking at you and you blink your eye again, they'll be graduating from high school. So, you know, I know from experience, they grow very fast. They, that's why they say, you know, hold on to, hold on to them while you can, because, you know, they grow up so fast. So, you know, a babe is not, uh, his, his growth, his process of growth, growth is not, uh, as slow as we think, you know, um, they may have a bottle, you know, they may be on the, you know, on the milk, on the breast milk, and then they may, you know, they may have a bottle in their mouth and now their eyes are, you know, they can really, really focus really well. Uh, my son could focus in the hospital before I brought him home, he was following people with his eyes, people who were talking in the room. He would follow the voice and he would zoom in and look them right in the eyes. Like he's trying to hear what they're saying, you know? So they, they grow faster <laughs> than we think their senses become sharp. And so when a baby is, is drinking a bottle, you know, and they look up and see mama, has some meat or mama is eating something else that baby is going to go over there and try to get what mama has you know they see they see what you want even though they're not they see what you have but even though they're not ready for it yet right they still want it they still want it you know and so um why am i saying that i'm saying that because the scripture here says that um uh, when you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. He's talking to a people who are not maturing. 
They're not maturing. They're not growing. Their ear is dull. Their ear is dull. They're dull of hearing. When you are to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Now I have to teach you all over again from the beginning, the first principles of God. When, I, when God already said, the word already said, you know, um, that God willing, let us go on unto perfection, leaving the principal doctrines, you know, leaving the first principles, leaving that because we've already established that foundation. Let's go on. Let's build the house. Now you don't, when you're building a house, you don't, you don't <laughs> stop at the foundation and just keep relaying the foundation over and over. No, you build the house after the foundation is laid. The next process is to build the house. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become, you have become such as need of milk, such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. I've never seen a baby. That's what Paul is saying. I've never seen a baby who graduates from milk and then um, wants to go back to milk after they've had strong meat. Babies, they want, you know, they want more. They want more. They'll forget all about that milk. You give them some meat. They will forget all about that milk. My, my, uh, my, my uh, stepmother gave my baby some beans and cornbread, you know, when he was two, two weeks old. Just, you know, just two weeks old. He was eating beans and cornbread mashed up together. Guess what? When I tried to give him some milk. He was still trying to get the beans and cornbread. He was like, uh-uh, forget about that. <laughs> forget that milk. Give me some more of this, you know? And But he really wasn't even ready for that. You know, thank God, you know, he had a strong, strong little body, <laughs> you know? But I came home from work. She was feeding him beans and cornbread. I'm like, what? You know? So this is what we're talking about. She said, this feed this baby. You got to feed this baby. You know, <laughs> um, he's a big boy. So, so we, we, we can't live on milk. A, a, a bride, a queen is a mature woman. She's not living on milk anymore. She's, she's not on milk anymore. She's not, you know, a baby anymore. She, she eats strong meat. And then it says, for everyone that useth milk... Verse 13 says, everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, unskillful in the word. If you're continuing to use milk, you are unskillful in the word. You don't know how to use the word of God. You don't know how to rightly divide the word of God. You don't know. You don't know how to uh, gather witnesses, um, you know. So you will continue to um, you will continue to use the same thing and the same method over and over and over and over again because you are unskillful in the word of righteousness. Um, I tell you who is skillful in the word is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And so this is why Jesus said, take no thought for what you shall say. 
For in the self-same hour, I will give you what to say. You just show up and open your mouth and I will give you what to say. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I come on here. God only gave me one word. And he said, I want you to talk about this. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm trying to, um, you know, figure it out, you know, because he just gave it to me an hour ago and I have to be on in an hour, you know, or something like that. He, you know, he'll give it to me at the last minute and say, talk about this. And, and, and he's training me because he doesn't want me to rely on the fact that, you know, oh, I have to do this deep study first and I have to lay out these, you know, these points first. And, you know, I have to give it to him like this. And, you know, that's man's wisdom. That's man's wisdom. See, the way they taught, they, the way that they taught us in seminary school and in, you know, theology, uh, theology uh, school and all these Bible colleges and stuff like that, this, we, we have to understand that just because man puts, uh, Christ's name on something just because they put Jesus name on something just because they put a cross on something doesn't mean that it's God's will it mean it it, it it doesn't mean that it's that it's God's wisdom either it means that it is man's wisdom and 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 man is establishing this thing and he's setting this thing up and we can see when it's not God because it is traditional. It is so traditional, so steeped in tradition that they can't hear the voice of God. They can't hear the voice of God saying, no, don't, I, I don't want that this time. I don't want that. See, in those schools, they don't teach you to hear the voice of the, the voice of the Lord. They teach you everything else. You know, the mechanic, the mechanical parts of, of this thing, but they don't teach you how to hear the voice of the Lord. They don't teach you, you know, no, you know, in spite of all this you learned when when it, when the most important thing is when the spirit of God speaks to you, you follow that voice and you and don't try to don't worry about all this. You just follow him. They won't teach you that. They won't teach you that. And I'm not knocking or downing, you know, uh, Bible school or, you know, ministerial school, seminary and stuff like that. I'm not knocking it. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, because many, many great people have come through there. But I'm saying that some things they don't teach you. And the reason and because they don't teach you these things, then people who are not naturally apt to hear from God are not naturally apt to uh, to common sense and say, wait a minute. Um, I, I don't feel the spirit leading me to do that today. You know what I'm saying? And, and so this is why God will train us um, himself. Some, you know, many of us, he, he trains us himself. I wanted to go to, um, I, how did I get down here? Lord, I'm, I'm talking about prayer. I wanted to uh, go uh, to seminary school. I wanted to go to, to Bible, uh, college and, you know, get a, an actual degree, you know, uh, for ministry, uh, get an actual, you know, um, you know, become an actual licensed minister or whatever. Um, but 
it, it just, you know, that, that, that one, that one didn't work. You know, I, I tried, I thought that, you know, I looked at, I looked into some things online and I was doing it my way, of course, looked into some things online and found, you know, some, uh, some, you know, uh, churches and, and people who were offering, uh, these schools, you know, they, they had an online school for ministry and, um, I found one that, you know, I thought was, wow, this is great, you know, but when I went, uh, when I actually started to, to attend the, the classes, it was much different and I didn't pick up right away that, wait a minute, this is not the school, like something, you know, um, it was, it was, it was different, you know, it was different. It's, it's not what you think that, you know, anyway, um, and, you know, by that time I was so, um, engulfed in the, you know, the church and the people and, you know, everything like that. And just, you know, trying to, just trying to do my best to, um, uh, make God proud of me. I just wanted, you know, I, listen, I, I was in a space where I felt like, Lord, you know, I know I owe you everything. I just want to give you all, I want to give you everything. And, um, I just plunged right in there and, uh, sometimes when you do when you do that, you, you know you're blindsided by things because you're not thinking uh, or focusing on the uh, or remembering the reason why you came. The reason why you came, um, so you will you will forget things, you know. Um, and so you know, I I wasn't paying attention to certain details. And not saying that they were doing anything bad. They were just doing it their way, you know. But um, I wasn't paying attention to certain uh, things that I should have been paying attention to. The fact that, you know, I came here for this, but, th but you know, this is, this is, this is not, you know, <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not what was, uh, what was presented. And so, um yeah, so you know, um, I don't know. I, I said all that to say that I wanted to go, you know, to one of those schools and get like a real uh, degree and all that stuff. I had, you know, I, I became a um, a sort of got a ministerial certification there and everything like that, uh, which was great. Um, but you know, I was being trained as, uh, in pastoral duties. And, um, and then God began to, uh, deal with me and open my eyes. And especially when I, when the Lord Jesus, um, visited me in a dream and showed me, he's like, wait a minute, this is who you are. You know, this is your, who you are and this is your assignment. And, um, he gave me a direct charge he gave me a direct charge, very direct. And um, so from that point, I knew that I really, I, there really wasn't, you know, uh, any turning back. I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back. I had to do what he was telling me to do. And um, along the way, he began to uh, show me, you know, uh, what, how I got, uh, into that situation because I was trying to chase, you know, man's traditional way of, 
becoming a minister, you know, becoming a minister. Um, the Lord was like, you know, I, I didn't even tell you to do that in the first place, you know, um, it's good if you want, you know, if you wanted to do that, you know, that's fine, but, but that's not who you are. They don't understand, uh, who you are, even though you try to explain that I tried to explain the experiences to them that I was having the experiences I was having, but they, they didn't understand. They, you know, I even, um, they even said I was confused, you know, to be very honest with you. And so, um, but that's because they see things from a different perspective. Um, we see things from a different perspective according to our, our in particular calling, right? Um, you know, if you're called, if you're called as a pastor, then you see things from one perspective, whereas, you know, a person who's called as a prophet sees things from a different perspective and through a different lens. And so, you know, I can't blame them and expect them to say, you know, expect them to, you know, well, you should know this. And, you know, why are you not teaching us, you know, who, who we call to be and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, those kinds of questions were, were, weren't answered, you know, um, it was just like, no, you're just a servant. Well, if everyone is a servant, true, but we are all called to our end of, you know, we all have our different areas of service. Um, and that is the way uh, that I believe we should be trained in the area of service that God has called us to. I think the first thing, the first thing, and this is me speaking, I think the first thing that we should be able to, um, that, that we should determine or that should be determined is who are you? Who are you determines what your purpose is and what your assignment is. And so who are you? Are you uh, an apostle? Are you a prophet? Are you an evangelist? Are you a pastor? Are you a teacher? Let me so that I can train you or help get you the training that you need in your area of gifting. Because because you know, we don't have time. We don't, we don't, we don't have time to waste training you to be uh, a pastor. If you're not a pastor, that is not your purpose. Your purpose, your purpose is connected to your call. It's connected to your call. So if I'm over here doing pastoral work and I'm a prophet, that means that my purpose is, is to, be a mouthpiece is to is to warn the people. My purpose is not connected to pastoral duty. So, you know, I need to be I need to be uh, over here un- trying to uh, being trained to understand what and how to uh, operate as a prophet, how to operate in my calling as a prophet. This is my area of gifting. My purpose is prophetic. My purpose is not pastoral or evangelistic or, you know, um, some people, they mesh all of those together. Well, you know, after you grow in your own in your own gifting, you know, yeah, it's okay to mesh them. It's okay to, you know, to be a prophet who's, you know, you know, uh, doing pastoral work or, you know, evangelizing or teaching or whatever. But the first thing, this is me speaking. The first thing we need to learn, I think, is 
who are we and what is our purpose? That's the first thing. The first thing is not train me as a pastor if I'm a prophet. You know, train me as an, as an evangelist if I'm a, a teacher. Train me as an apostle if I'm, you know, mm -mm. I, 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 I don't understand that one. So someone has to explain that one to me. Someone has to, because you, time is passing. And the time is the time that in the time that is passing, you're not moving in your gift. You're not uh, being trained in your area of gifting or your purpose. So if I tell you, you know, that you're a computer programmer, but I train you as a, 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 a customer service rep. You know, you're probably going to be wondering, well, when am I going to be trained as a computer programmer? Because that's what I was hired for. And that's what my that's what uh, that is, what's going to pay my bills. That's what's going to you know, what I'm saying that's my salary was was, uh, you know, is attached to my job function. I'm a computer programmer. So you can't train me as a as a <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is. You know, this is what I'm trying to understand. And, you know, yeah, you know, people will think you're confused because because <laughs> you're different. You're different and, and you're thinking, you know, outside of the box. People say they want you to think outside of the box. But when you're thinking that way and no one else is thinking that way, they they will say you're you know, you're confused. You're, you're something is wrong with you, you know. So, um uh, I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, someone else uh, needed to hear that because, uh, you know, uh, maybe someone else is in that position. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that's that's just that's just the truth. It's just the truth. Um, time is passing and 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 the time is drawing nigh that, um, you know, our Lord will return. And he will, and the first thing he's going to look for is, you know, what you were doing. Why you think he gave the, the parable of the, uh, you know, uh, about the, the workers, you know, and their wages and everything like that. Why was he talking about laborers in the vineyard and things like that? When I come back, you know, will I find you working? Will I find faith? You know, what will I find you doing? When, we, when he comes back, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll, you're not going to hell because he found you working in another area and he didn't call you to, <laughs> you know, you're not going to hell for that, but you are losing, uh, you're losing time because you know nothing about your, who you actually are. You haven't been trained yet on who you actually are. You know, you're waiting for it to be revealed to you by someone else or, who knows when, you know, it's going to be revealed to you, you know, but when it is revealed to you, then the first thing you're going to want to know is, okay, well, how do I do this? How does this work? That's just natural. And I don't see, I don't understand why that's so strange to people. Get some more light in here. I don't understand why that's so strange to people. Um, okay. So, uh, it says, everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat 
belong to them that are of full age, full age, mature, even those who by reason of use, there it is, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay, they have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What is evil? Anything that's not good. <laughs> Anything that's not God. You see? Anything that is not God is evil. It's not light, gray, darkness. What do we see in the beginning? We don't see light, gray, purple, darkness. Mm -mm. It's light and darkness, period. Light and darkness. The Bible don't speak nothing about gray. It don't say the skies were gray. You know, no. In the beginning, in the beginning, you know, um, what did it say? God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of the, God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. God saw the light. That it was good. The light is good, right? And God divided the light from the darkness, period. He didn't put no gray in there. He separated. He caused a divide. And he said, this side is light. This side is darkness. Or Yeah, this side is light. This side is darkness. The light he called day. Darkness he called night, period. Period. So a lot of people are looking for gray areas. But it says, having your senses exercised to discern both good and evil, period. Good and evil is either good and God or either it's evil and the devil. That's it. There's no gray area. There's no in between there. So, you know, we, we got to come out of that. We got to come out of that. We think that, you know, just because we think things are okay, that is God and it's not, you know, he may wink at it. He's not, he may not, you know, punish you for it. He may wink at it, you know, but you know, he knows that, you know, that I didn't say that. So now you're going down the road, you're going to run into um, a circumstance that is going to prove to you that this was not me. This was not God, right? Okay, so let's get to our uh, our scripture here, our first scripture um, uh, concerning fear. We're going to Genesis. We're going to Genesis and uh, we're going to Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three. Verse six. Genesis chapter three, verse six. It says, and when the woman saw, talking about Eve here, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So the enemy is, you know, that's 
That's his thing. He shows you things that are what? Beautiful. It looks pleasant to the eyes. It's beautiful. It looks like it's good, right? It's, it, it looks like, oh, wow, you know, this thing is going to give me, it's going to make me wise. It's going to, you know, it's, it's going to taste good. You know, it's going to be some good food, right? And she did eat and gave also to her husband with her and he did eat. Verse seven, and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. The eyes of them both were open. What? Their spiritual eyes were open because their natural eyes was already open because they was looking at this, you know, at this, uh, this tree. What that, you know, that was in front of them. Obviously they could see the tree. So their eye, their natural eyes were open already. But verse seven says, and the eyes of them both were open, their spiritual eyes opened, and they knew that they were naked. Now, all of a sudden, you, you have knowledge, you have new knowledge about something. Wait a minute. Is this normal for us to be naked out here? Like, I don't have no clothes on. And they sold fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. You know, now, you know, yeah, you, you have the knowledge of good and evil. The devil didn't lie about that. <laughs> he, he said, yeah, he knows that you're going to be, you're going to uh, become wise knowing good and evil. Yeah, but, but before I only knew good. God didn't want me to know about evil. God didn't want me to know about evil. Why? Because of this right here, verse eight, it says, and the, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, um, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Hid themselves. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat? And the man said, the woman who, who you gave me to be with. <laughs> she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Okay, we're going to stop here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop here. Okay. Um, so we see that the sin in obey and disobeying God caused them uh, to avoid or hide from the presence of God or the voice of God. Right. They know now they're no longer hearkening to the voice of God. They're no longer um, uh, following that voice anymore. See, at first they were following his voice. And, uh, but, but now that they've done something, you know, um, they, they, now that they have, uh, disobeyed God, their eyes have been, have been open to the knowledge of sin. Evil is sin. Knowledge of good and evil, knowledge of righteousness and sin. So now they know that, wait a minute, I did something wrong. I'm going to hide myself. And oh, by the way, why am I, I why am I naked? 
Let me hide myself. Let me cover myself. Let me cover myself. So they made these fig trees and stuff, uh, uh, put that stuff together. And they hid from the Lord because they were what? They were afraid. They were afraid. They were afraid. Now, um, let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And we're going to go to... Um, Just a second. I think it's um, just a second. Um, yeah, we're going to go to verse 17. First John chapter 4, verse 17. I'm going to read all of this. Um, mm hmm. Okay, verse 17. It says, um, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Uh, because as he is, so are we in this world. So we have known and believed that God, uh, believed the love that God has for us, right? Um, verse 8, verse 16, it says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. And God is, uh, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. He that dwelleth in love is not running away from God. They're not hiding themselves from God because they're dwelling or living in him and in his love. Herein is our love made perfect or complete are flawless, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Therefore, uh, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You see? So when you understand, number one, the, this is going to sound so simple, but many people are struggling with this revelation right here. Simply that God loves, the, loves us, that God loves us. Um, in spite of our frailties, in spite of our faults, in spite of our sinful nature, he loves us. And he doesn't love us because we loved him first. He loves us uh, because he was the one who created us first. He created us. He can't, he can't hate his own creation it would be as hating himself. That's why we were reading in the scripture the other night where it says uh, that the man should love his wife um, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, and, and it goes on to say, for no man ever hated his own flesh. Well, God, we are God's flesh. He created us flesh and blood. He created us humus, human beings out of humus, which is dirt. He created us. We are his creation. We are his flesh. 
We are his fleshly tabernacle, his earthen, earthen vessels that he lives in. So he can't hate his own flesh. He's not going to hate his own flesh. So therefore, um, therefore, he loves us unconditionally. And we have to understand this first, because without this understanding, we will think, you know, like Adam and Eve. Oh, I messed up. I made a mistake. God doesn't love me anymore. Let me hide myself. Yeah, because they thought that he was going to, you know, now they have this new knowledge, which is the knowledge of sin and death. Right. And the knowledge of sin and death teaches us that when you sin against God, God is going to kill you. There will be death. There will be consequences for sin. God is going to kill us. That's what the scripture is saying here in 1 John 4. He's saying there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. That means your understanding is not complete about love. We love him because he first loved us. So, so, so what is that saying? You know, I know y'all thought I was going to go to the scripture about, um, you know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. OK, yeah, <laughs> that's the common scripture. But God said to go here. And the reason he said to go here is because um, true fear, the spirit of fear is not the opposite of faith. I know many people teach this, that the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of faith is fear. No, the opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is unbelief. Either you believe faith or you don't believe unbelief. You see, that's why the man said, Lord, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief. He didn't say help my fear. He said, help my unbelief. So the opposite of faith is, uh, is, is not fear. It is unbelief. It is unbelief. Okay. So what, what is, what, how does fear affect you then? Fear is not the opposite of faith, but fear paralyzes your faith. It neutralizes your faith. And the reason why is because when you're moving in fear, the Bible says, <laughs> now we will go to that scripture, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but instead power, love, and a sound mind. So what is that? That says that uh, uh, fear will, will neutralize your faith. It will paralyze your faith. Because now you no longer believe that God is with you or on your side. You no longer believe that God, you know, loves you enough to bring you through. You no longer believe 
that God has uh, is going to meet you, you know, at the end of that thing. That that God has a blessing for you at the end of that thing. That 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 God has, you know, He has a a a, a breakthrough, a miracle with your name on it. You no longer believe that. Why? Because you know that you are uh, you have sinned against God, or you are a probably perhaps a sinful person. You know. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. He knows that. He knows that. He knows that. But this is the num this is why um the number one weapon that the enemy uses against people that are fearful. Um excuse me, people who are uh, uh, fearless or people who are strong, you know, um, strong in their, in their faith, strong in prayer, strong, you know, uh, believers, he will use, he will, he will try to pull you into sin and cause you to stumble and fall so he can accuse you. And if he can get you to stumble and fall, he will still try to accuse you of something that you did in the past. You see, so, you know, he is the, the accuser. He's known as the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of the brethren is the one he's always trying to, you know, accuse you of something, make you think that God uh, is not with you so he can conquer or paralyze your faith. God ain't with you. You know, God ain't with you. God don't love you. God is God is not there. What are you, what are you, you know, you losing your mind. God's not really there. No, you think he's there. He's not there. No, because remember when you did this, or oh, remember that, remember that, you see, and tries to make you forget that when you repent, God cast your sin into the sea of forgetfulness. The scripture says he cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't remember it anymore, but he will remember it if you continue in that sin. The scripture says he will remember it. And it's not like he's sitting back saying, okay, oh, okay, you want you 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 don't want to stop. Okay, you, you want to do that again. Okay, okay. Now I remember what you did back. You know, no, he's not doing it like that. There is a book of remembrance that is written of us. There's a book of remembrance that is written of us. Each one of us has um um, has uh, our, our life's history, our every action, every decision that we make is written down in this book of remembrance, the Lord's book of remembrance. There is an angel that writes down with an inkhorn, he writes down every decision and action that we make. And when we repent, when we sin against God, it's written down. And when we repent, Guess what? It is blotted out. It is blotted out. It's blotted out. By the what? The blood of the lamb. The blood of Jesus blots out the sin. But if you continue in sin, if you if you uh if you continue in sin, then this thing cannot be blotted out because you have not repented. 
You have not repented. You, you, you didn't repent. You asked God to forgive you, maybe, you know, but repentance means stop. Turn around. Change your mindset. Go back and do this thing God's way. Repent means to go back and turn around and go a different way. So now um, he's he's accusing you of sin in your in your con in your subconscious mind that God has forgotten about if you have repented of the sin. This is why we have to bind the spirit of accusation, the accuser of the brethren. And these lying demons that try to paralyze our faith and make us think that we're not worthy to tear that kingdom down. To tear his kingdom down. Many of us will not war in prayer. Many of us will not go into those realms of prayer because we are afraid. Because we have some kind of sin in our life that we haven't repented of. Or the enemy is still accusing us of something that we did in the past. And he's, he's, he's convincing you that God is not with you anymore. God is not with you anymore. But, but you see, just like in a real marriage, you know, um, a husband and a wife, especially, you know, the bride of Christ... She knows who she is. She knows her husband loves her. And she knows the authority and the power that she carries. She's fearless. She's fearless. If you look at, if you look at a couple who's true, who's been married, um, and, and, and they really have, you know, uh, a good marriage, you know, a good, solid, strong marriage. They have a strong friendship. They have a strong unity. No one can come between them, right? You will see that whatever that woman does, the husband backs her up. Whatever that man does, the woman backs him up, you know, and um, they may have, you know, they may go home later and, and talk about it and be like, well, you know, I don't know, you, you know, I didn't really agree with, with what you, what you did there, but you know, can you tell me what, what was going on in your heart? What was going, what was on your mind, you know, or something like that. But, but in, in public, no, she's going to defend her husband. She's going to stand up for her husband. He's going to stand up for his wife. You see where this is going. And so it's just like that. God has your back in prayer. The Holy Spirit has your back in prayer. He, he has your back in prayer. I want to tell you, he has your back in prayer. Why? Because first of all, you wouldn't even be praying if you didn't have faith. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't be praying in the first place. Take that devil. <laughs> you know, you, you wouldn't be trying to, to pray in the first place if you didn't have faith. So the spirit of God, what, what we have to do is we have to break this barrier 
where um, this barrier or this, this break past this voice that says, well, I I can't pray like so-and-so. I, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm not doing it, you know, like that. I'm not doing it like, like them, you know, I, you know, you have to get up and pray behind somebody and they didn't pray the house down and tore up everything, you know, <laughs> tore up everything in the devil's kingdom and, and shut it down. And now you have to get up and pray behind that person. And the spirit of fear comes upon you because you like, well, I can't pray like them. Sometimes you don't want to come to the prayer meeting because you like, you know, you're thinking, I already know what's going to go down. And I'm just, you know, if they call on me, I'm not going, I'm not going up there. You know, I can't pray like them. You know, that spirit will, will paralyze your faith. It will paralyze your faith. And, and guess what? When you allow that spirit uh, to do that to you, now you, you are missing out on the blessing that is attached to your obedience. Because God was the one who called you. He was the one who gave you the order. He was the one who gave you the command. I want you to pray. I want you to, you know, I want you to, uh, I want you to, Pray against this. I want you to pray against that. I want you to fight against this and fight against that. Many of you people, the Lord is telling you, I want you to tear down this and destroy that prophet. You know, but, but, um, you're afraid to do so. And, and, and the enemy is making you afraid because he does not want you to reach the blessing that is on the, on the other side of that obedience. There's a blessing on the other side of your obedience. There, there's a breakthrough on the other side of your obedience. Yes. You know, think about if Jesus had not obeyed the Lord. You know, and what if he would have got down from the cross? Well, he couldn't get down. But what if he wouldn't have, wouldn't have gone to the cross? What if he wouldn't have gone? What if he would have just right there in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, instead of saying, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. What if he would have just gave up? And said, no, I, I can't do this, Lord. I can't do this because, you know, um, you know, I'm not like John. I'm not like John. You know, John is bold. John is, you know, fearless. He gave his life, you know, they beheaded him and everything, you know, but I I don't, I don't have it like that. I'm sorry. What, what if, what if, what if? You see, but the scripture says that Jesus humbled himself. It all starts with humility. He humbled himself and he became obedient unto God, even unto the death of the cross. He obeyed him all the way through, all the way through. 
See, it's it's in your walking through. It's in your walking through that you begin to see the glory and the blessing that's on the other side of that obedience. It says that he looked to the end. He endured the cross, despising the shame for the glory that was to be revealed after. So you have to be able to see, you have to be be willing to humble yourself and step out into that obedience. Step out in obedience to the Lord. Step out in, in faith. Step out there. And then you'll be able to see that thing open up before you. It wasn't until the children of Israel, Moses uh, led the children of Israel through the Red Sea. It wasn't until he stepped into the sea that the sea opened up. They had to step out first. Many of us would have just stayed in our tent. We ain't going to no sea. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, what? Cross a sea? What? <laughs> the devil, you know, but no, it, it is in your obedience. It's in your obedience. This is what makes you fearless because one, once you step out in faith, you can see that thing open up. As many as are led by the spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You see, he's bringing this together. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Who are the sons of God? The sons of obedience. Because the sons of the devil are the sons of disobedience. That's what the Bible says. Oh, yes, it does. When we are disobedient, what we're saying is that I is that the devil is my father, not God. I rather serve Satan. I rather worship Satan. I'd rather obey Satan than God. That's what we're actually saying. He is he is known as uh, the prince and the power of the air that worketh in the children of disobedience. That's the scripture. Which we were, which we were before, you know, which we were before the children of disobedience, but now we are the children of light. So we should, we should obey the Lord and it takes faith to obey the Lord. And I want to tell you that, um, you know, God created you individually and different for a reason. You're different from everyone else. Learn to embrace that. We have to learn to embrace that. If he wanted you to be like everyone else and pray like everyone else and do it like everyone else, then he would have gave you the exact same fingerprint as everyone else. But we all have our own independent identity, our own independent DNA. We're different for a reason. God made us that way. You know, don't 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 let the devil uh, make you scared because you don't sound like that, like somebody else or, you know, you don't do it like somebody else. 
No, be bold because the righteous, the righteous, the obedience who step out in faith are bold as a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. We're bold. We're bold. They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Bold. Fearless. Why? Because there's no fear in love. We know that our father loves us. He loves us. And if he loves us, like, like, like uh, Caleb said, you know, if, if, if God be pleased with us, <laughs> we'd be well able to take the land. See, when, he when we know he loves us, we know that he's going to see us all the way through that thing. No matter how scary it looks going through it, walking through it. He's going to see us all the way through. He's not going to fail you. He's not going to let you down. He said, I'll never fail you. I'll never fail you. I'll never fail you. So he wants us to have this understanding that the opposite of fear, excuse me, the opposite of faith is not fear. The opposite of faith is unbelief, but, but fear will paralyze your faith, will paralyze your faith. And, and it comes uh, upon you because of sin. Because the devil is accusing you in your subconscious mind about sin. Why do I say subconscious or conscious? You know, it's a, it, he tries to work on your subconscious if you have repented. But if you have not repented, he's working on your consciousness. Your conscience. Your active thought life. Your subconscious is your inactive thought life. You see what I mean? Your dream, your dream life is your subconscious. So he tries to sow seeds in there that will produce fruit later on. Seeds of what? Fear, torment. You know, but if you are a person who is repentant of a repentant heart, then he tries, uh, then, then, then if you sin, your conscience knows that you sinned against God. The Bible says they knew, they knew this is the diff this is the knowledge of good and evil that we're talking about. They knew that they had sinned. They knew that they were naked. And they were afraid. Fear is directly connected to your consciousness. Why am I saying that? Because the Bible says that if your conscience does not condemn you, then you have not sinned. If your conscience does not condemn you, then you have not sinned. Your conscience is not telling you anything is wrong. Then you haven't sinned. You see, so so we we have to understand, and you know Satan will uh, try to 
destroy your conscience because he knows that too. He knows that, okay, if their conscience doesn't condemn them, then that means that they haven't sinned. What if I wipe away their conscience? Then they will always be afraid and they'll always bow to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll always bow to me because there will be nothing standing in the way telling them that they've sinned against God. I need to go back to him. No, they will stay with me. They will always follow me. They will always obey me. Yeah, that's why uh, Romans chapter one. Yeah, it talks about the people whose conscience has been seared with a hot iron. That's demonic. That means the devil. That means that you you are so obedient to the devil. <laughs> You've been such a good boy. You've been such a good girl that now he has marked you. <laughs> he has wiped away your consciousness of right and wrong. You have absolutely no discernment between good and evil anymore. You can't discern the difference between the two. You don't know the difference. All you know is what I want. That's all you know. What I want. That's this 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 message of selfishness, you know, that's being published throughout the earth. It's all about self. It's all about me. Just, you know, just be happy. Whatever doesn't make you happy, don't do it. If it doesn't make you happy, you know, it's all about you. No, no, no. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's about pleasing God. See, the devil tries to make you think that in worshiping self, that you are, you know, that you're, that you're doing good and that you're, you are pleasing God. No, you're worshiping the creation rather than the creator. And now, since the devil works in the flesh, yeah, he works in the flesh. He is carnal by nature. He's a serpent, a man eater. He slithers in the dust on his belly. That, and he was cursed to do that. So now, you know, he can, he has, he has, he has um, convinced you that pleasing yourself and doing this, this looks good, right? It's, it's, it's good. Just, you just do whatever makes you happy, whatever pleases you, whatever feels good to you. But at the same time, not realizing that in doing that, you are bowing to him. You're worshiping him. Because he he is the one who, you know, controls the flesh. The whole the Holy Spirit is supposed to be the one who controls our flesh, not the devil. And the Holy Spirit will always lead us to do what is right in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of, of self. Because what what we want and what we love and what we like and what makes us happy is not always good for us. That thing can kill us. You know, 
I used to love to get drunk and get high. That's what I wanted. That's what I liked. But that thing would have killed me. It was killing me. We have to open our eyes. We have to open our eyes. You know, we have to be able to understand and discern the difference between good, which is God, and evil, which is the devil. And fear is of the devil. Fear is of the devil. There is no fear in what? Love. Love. There's no fear in love. I'm not talking about man's love. I'm not talking about sensual, fleshly, carnal love. I'm talking about the love of God. God's love. Because I know, you know, people, somebody will hear this and they'll twist it. And they'll think, oh, well, you know, I can love anybody I want to. No, you, you, you really can't. Not with God's love, you can't. Well, let me rephrase that. You can love anybody you want to. But love, God, loving God's way and lust are two different things. So the, the devil calls love lust. He calls lust love. But, but, but God does not. God is, he's a God of order and principle. And if you don't want to live orderly and, 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 and by principles and, and according to wisdom, then, you know, may the Lord help you. May the Lord help you and open your eyes to truth because you are killing yourself. You're self-destructing. You're self-destructing. But the Lord says, he, he says, I want my people, I want my bride, Jesus is saying, I want my bride to be fearless. Too many of us are full of fear. We won't pray against this stuff, you know, because we're full of fear. We can't even see, you know, what the devil is doing sometimes because we're full of fear, you know. But, but, but he says, he says, you know, even if you, if you have to shut things down and turn things off, that's fine. You don't need to know everything that's going on in the world. All you need to know is what I'm saying and, 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 and move in that. You need to be able to hear my voice. Problem is we got too many voices speaking in our ears. Too many voices. Where, where is the voice of God in your life? Where is the voice of the Spirit, Holy Spirit in your life? Can you discern his voice? Can you discern his voice and follow his voice? We need to shut these voices down. We need to shut this stuff down and follow the voice of the Lord. Amen. So we can be fearless. So we can pray fearlessly in the name of Jesus. That's all I have for you today. I pray that this is something uh, that this was, uh, uh, you know, helpful to you. I pray that this was helpful to you. You know, the righteous are bold as a lion. You, you will always, you will never miss your mark. You will never miss your target in prayer. If you step out in faith at the voice of the Lord, let the Holy Spirit guide you. 
This is why he's training many of us, you know, don't rely on five points in a poem, you know, three points in a poem. Don't rely on the way that you are used to doing things. Don't rely on man's wisdom, which is sensual and devilish, but rely on the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Glory to God. So um, this is uh, this is what the Lord is saying today. And um, this is going to transform our prayer life. He wants us to focus on the bride. Focus on the bride. See the bride when we pray. Because we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. If, if you really want to be. If you really want to be. You know. We are the bride of Christ. And we have to see ourselves now as a, uh, as a virtuous woman, a woman who is virtuous, a woman who carries power and authority, a woman whose words carry weight in the spirit, a woman who is wise and a woman who is fearless, fearless. And he wants us to pray as such. Amen. Um, and you'll never miss your target. You'll never miss your mark. Whatever is going on in your life, you know, we can hit that devil right between the eyes. Yeah, when we shut down that, that, that spirit of accusation that brings fear and torment. Amen. So um, remember the love of God over your life. Remember that the Lord loves you and, um, and he wants the best for us. His thoughts for us are always good. They're never evil. They're always good. He wants to bring us to the end of this thing, the, the, the expected end that he has for our lives, which is good. It's good. It's good. Um, so uh, I'm just going to pray uh, quickly and then we're going to go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you the glory for your word that you released here today. We know, Father, that you had a lot to say, Father God, but I thank you, Father, because it fell on the ears of those who needed it. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Father God, that you are uh, destroying the spirit of fear from our lives. You said that there is no fear in love. I pray, Father God, that each one of us, uh, that our eyes, uh, the uh, the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, uh, that we may be, begin to understand and know the depth of your love for us, the width of your love for us, the height of your love for us. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, that you will never stop loving us. You will never stop pursuing us. That your love is even a reckless love, a reckless love, a reckless love. Father, we thank you that you love us so rec recklessly, that you love us so fearlessly, that you love us, Father God, so faithfully. Father God, so consistently, so unconditionally, we thank you for your love for us in Jesus' mighty name that gives us the boldness and the courage to step out in faith and believe you at your word, take you at your word, pray your word in Jesus' mighty name, Father. Oh, Lord God, to take authority over every other spirit, every spirit 
of accusation, every spirit of lies, every spirit of torment, every spirit of fear, every spirit that seeks to steal, to kill, and to destroy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we have the authority over these spirits. We have been given authority over the devil. We were manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we give you praise this morning that you are destroying the spirit of fear from the hearts and minds of this people. We rebuke the spirit of fear and the spirit of torment in Jesus' mighty name. We cast you into the abyss this morning. We cast you out this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Let the spirit of power and the spirit of love and a sound mind clothe us, clothe our conscience in Jesus' mighty name. Fill and infuse our hearts, infuse us at the very core of our being in the name of Jesus. Father, illuminate our minds with the spirit of truth and captivate our thoughts today in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, and, and clothe us with the spirit of prayer and intercession, true intercession for the bride of Christ whom we are. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, and we give you praise that you're perfecting that which concerns us, that you're washing out the spots, you're removing the wrinkles and the blemishes that we may pre be presented perfect before your throne that we may be presented perfect before Christ our Lord oh Lord we thank you and we give you praise this morning hallelujah 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 that you're glorifying us you're purifying us you're sanctifying us you're cleaning us up oh father God there will be a people who walk without sin Yeroboshaya, that we'll be a people who walk without sin. Oh, yes, God, that we'll be a people who are sinless, spotless before the throne of your glory. We thank you, Father God, for that precious day. We thank you, Father God, and we embrace it even today. We embrace it now that we will, we, we can and we will walk upright and we will walk without sin. We will be a people who walk uprightly and in perfection and perfect love with you in Jesus mighty name that our faith will be made perfect. You said every you said whatsoever is not faith is sin. Whatsoever is not a faith is sin. Father God, let our faith be made perfect in you in Jesus mighty name. Perfect that which is concerning our faith. Perfect that which is lacking in our faith. Perfect us in love, in Jesus' mighty name, that we may love you even as you love us, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray this morning. I thank you. I give you the glory. I give you the honor, and I give you the praise. Father, bless every one of these that have come to, uh, to hear this message today, to hear this word today. I pray, Father God, that your glory rest upon them as they depart, oh, Father God that they will walk in your presence, that they will be led by your spirit. They will make wise decisions in Jesus' name, understanding that 
Everything we do is written down in your book of remembrance. Father, we want to make you proud. In Jesus' name we pray and we give you thanks today. Be glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, amen. So, God bless you all. And I pray that y'all have a blessed weekend and stay safe. And, uh, yeah, uh, stay prayerful. God bless you. Bye-bye.